direct, do you want to give us the introduction as always, my friend? Fuck. Um, I gotta write this shit down. Listen, it, that's the shtick. It's, the it's just different every time. <clears throat> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another rip-roaring episode of Unprofessional Development. A podcast for teachers developed, well, because we can. We hope you sit back, relax, enjoy today's segment. And uh, just so you know, this rating is 18 plus. If you aren't 18, <laughs> we warned you, goddammit. Beautiful, beautiful. I we try. are here to disappoint. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the goal. You guys brought talk. me here, son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> Who invited us? Uh, you need blink loudly. Blink. Link. <laughs> click, 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 click. Uh, again. Barbacoa. Barbacoa. There we go. Hey, All right. I two seconds off the rails. All right. Good job. New record, ladies and gentlemen. But speaking of going off the rails, today's topics should probably do the same thing, being completely honest, because we get to talk about every teacher's favorite topic when it comes to education lawmakers in the classroom making things for teachers he hates them <laughs> okay you know what i'm not even going to try to be clever about it let's just jump straight into it let's do it where do we want to begin <laughs> i i i think i i think i want to hear from the person who's directly on the uh forgive the term here firing line mike History teacher in Florida? <laughs> ah, nobody wants to be you right now. Oh, I said let them come for me. Um, they actually gave us a, our media center specialist, uh, a.k.a. the librarian, actually had to give us a briefing this year. And one of the things that we're supposed to do, if we are going to have a classroom library, is to provide a list Every author and book in our classroom that the student will have access to. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. I'm not okay with this already. What the hell? I heard there was something about labeling. You've got to label books. Is that true? Uh, we haven't been told to label anything yet. Okay, so people are yeah, making shit up on the internet. I, I'm also high school, so they might, it might be directed at elementary, but I think I would have heard something about it. Yeah. Well, you know, people, anything you hear on the internet is true. So I heard uh, Lincoln quoted that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing to sit there and have because I swear it's not the students that are driving this. The time you ever hear a student is when they're regurgitating what their parents have told them to say, pretty much. But I don't have. I I luckily do not have a uh, a major issue. But that's also before we get into the material for the year, and we have our open house because that's mm. going to be in middle of September for us. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that are going to come into my classroom, see certain flags I have up on the wall, and have an issue with. And I'm like, hey, come at me. Fair enough. Yeah. I welcome I mean, the fight. Really. I mean. Uh Honestly, that's that's my issue. Like, who do you choose? Who am I supposed to choose to represent? 
who am I who am I supposed to be on the side of? Because clearly you want me to take sides while you're telling me not to take sides. Let's be real about it. I lost my shit when they said in Texas there was an actual suggestion and a movement toward changing slavery to <laughs> involuntary relocation. Get the fuck out of here. Right? Holy shit. What the hell? <laughs> that, right. They didn't even have to tell me. Nobody had to tell me. I was like, that was suggested by a white person, right? Like, nobody had to tell me that. What was that scene, um, Thor Ragnarok, in the, and he mentioned, he says slavery, and he's like, ooh, I don't like that term. Then he called them, uh, oh, what was it? Oh, that are like people who don't get paid for their jobs or something like that. He had to make a fancy name just because he didn't like the freaking term. And I'm like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Metaphor. You guys. That's why it's I, un- that's one thing I preface it, that I just went over my syllabus. Uh, fully on Friday. I, I talked bits and pieces. It warmed up and did the whole relationship building the first two days of school. But Friday I went over my syllabus. And I'm like, we are going to talk about things. History is ugly. History is going to make you uncomfortable. If you are comfortable with everything in history, you're not paying attention. Oh, no doubt. And most of the kids are sitting there nodding. I mean, hell, I even had one student uh, that called Hitler a genius. One more time? Yeah. Called Hitler a genius. Who was this? This was actually a uh, lesbian student that said that. Wow. Genius. And I I let her talk herself uh, through it, and it was talking about being a mastermind, how he manipulated Germany and the German people and got himself into power. The way he went about putting himself into power was Mm -hmm. his... So she was trying to mention that he was a master manipulator. He was he had his plan, and he was a genius in execution of his plan. Not that his plan was good, right? So not but mortal, learned, but had a certain level of intelligence. But correct me yes. if I'm wrong, Mike. Hitler was kind of a puppet, wasn't he? Like there was there was there was a man pulling the strings behind the scenes. Uh, I wouldn't sit there and I mean I'm sh- I'm sure there were pe- there the his his top echelon uh, definitely were having their hands in it, but I'm going to put a lot of that came you know, from him and his ideas. Fair. Okay. It was still kind of the, even if he was being manipulated by his, his inner circle to a degree, because they have their designs and things that they wanted done. I mean, you just go all the way back, look at, uh, you could, you know, Mein Kampf as, as he was proceeding, as he, uh, why he was thrown in jail the first time. This was all execution of the of his, you know, what his goal was. You can't argue he was an orator. He could sit there and yeah. rally the people. That's for sure. For the most screwed up reasons why. And then the, the student, but literally the student sat there and walked herself back from it. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's a good one. You 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 reclaimed yourself, but it was just out of nowhere. Hitler was a genius. What? Yeah, need a little more context. But I think that that's the thing. Like, aren't we there to help students through that critical thinking process? Like, yes. explore these ideas. I mean, you got a kid that's thinking they see one thing, they've got to explore it. I mean, that goes that goes back so far in the beginning of education. It's it's 
that Socratic style of just drawing out through questioning, just challenge, challenge that thought, challenge that thought, challenge that thought. And it'll lead to another thought, you know, education is not putting information in it's drawing from within. Then that's, there's so many of these kids that need a chance to sit there and say the stupid thing and walk themselves through their own logic. And that's, you know, and I think that's where we're trying to stop them from ever being offended. And I, I think people are attempting to do it. They're failing miserably in the execution, but they're, they're so worried about protecting the kids. But better question is, do they need protection? Yeah. Is it a bigger harm for them to get offended or be offended? My question is, why, why are so many laws being passed based on pseudo facts? Like laws are being created to combat problems that may or may not exist. You know, we're, we're going to change legislation for voting fraud to, to, to challenge voting fraud when we don't have proof that there's voting fraud. We're going to challenge or create these laws to battle CRT when there's no proof CRT is being taught in K-12 schools. I, I, I cannot. The idea I cannot. of those issues, CRT or voting fraud, all of it's the idea that they could exist scares the crap out of people. I think yeah. they are, they are, they're, it's all based off of fear mongering. It really is. <sighs> it's one of those. And see, it's weird because one, because of the subject I teach, like, I don't really have that problem. There's not really much you can do where people get offended for you teaching math, though. I say mm-hmm. that now. I'm Common just, core. They didn't get the wrong answer. They just didn't get the right answer. Yeah. Okay, full disclosure here. I personally, I don't know any teachers who do, but I cannot stand Common Core. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. I don't think there's one teacher that actually enjoys Common Core. No, I, you know, no. The the manufacturing style of education needs to freaking it needs to just end. We need to stop trying to create factory workers because that's not the fucking world that we live in now. Mm-hmm. There are factory workers, and that's noble. There, there's nothing wrong with that profession. I used to work in a factory, but that is one aspect of society. In that one factory, you've got the person who owns the building. You've got the people that maintain the building. You've got the people that. Uh, built the machines that the people that deliver the machines to the, to the factory. You've got the people that create the, uh, that ship in the parts. You got so many moving pieces. You got managerial, you got secretarial staff. You've got people programming. There is so much more to the world than assembly line. Yes. But we want to create an education system or continue an education system that just creates and pumps out those factory workers, those obedient, mindless cogs in a system. And you can only do that by dumbing them down, by taking away their knowledge. We have to stop pigeonholing our educational system. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what people want us to do. They want us to pigeonhole everything into one specific area in which they feel that their children are going to be the most successful. The only problem with that is they don't listen to their damn children anymore. 
They don't know what their kid wants to be successful. They don't know what it is their kid needs just to get by in life anymore nowadays because they are so, and by they, I mean parents. Yes, I'm calling you out, parents. If you're listening, uh, not sorry. You don't listen to your damn kids. And when you do, on the complete counterbalance, then you get the lawnmower parents, worse than helicopter parents, who just try to destroy everything in their path for mm. no good reason. Yeah. That's, that's, that's detrimental. I mean, when you said that, that lawnmower parent, I just started thinking about the ones that attempt to destroy every obstacle. And so the student does has no way of, of regulating themselves, uh, right. adjusting to anything. And that's the one that the mom calls and goes, being you know calls the employer like you're being mean to my son right like yeah. <laughs> i mean it's you got parents that are calling college professors going you, you need to regrade my kid's stuff yeah it's, it's a it's a really strange world we're living in i mean you've got the helicopter parent that tries to pull their kid out of every situation you got the lawnmower parent that tries to blaze a trail so they don't ever trip neither one of those is good and then you got you've got the lawmakers just reacting to the loudest voices out there. They're reacting to the lobbyists. They're reacting to the people on social media. And you know, people say all the time they come on my post and they say, "What can we as parents do to support teachers?" Go to the school board meetings. Vote. Like, don't let the people who have no knowledge be the ones that are the loudest because that's the way society works, man. The empty can rattles the most, and people will follow a loud voice that's somewhat convincing. That's why people follow this YouTube shit. That's why they, they jump on board and they share these Facebook posts without ever reading the articles. It's just, I don't like the way that sounded. I need to do something about it. And the loudest people make the most noise. Mm -hmm. That's just freak. That's just common logic, man. But the people that are like, that actually have the knowledge, they're sitting back, oh, it's such a shame. Such a shame. Fucking do something about it, man. I, and again, this might be my age showing just because I'm fairly young, but I just don't understand. I really don't. To me, when I'm teaching my students, one, not only do I, like Common Core, like thankfully I have an admin that trusts me in what I do with my students and how I teach. But half the time I throw it out the window. I'm like, listen, I'm following the standard set, but I'm not going to be doing Common Core. And I tell my students all the time, everything that you've learned up to this point so far, throw it out the window because we're going to do it my way, so to speak. But I'm going to yep. teach you the easy way to do it. I was just like, you should be working smarter, never harder when it comes to your subjects. And I just don't get it. I'm like, on the one hand, People are just like, teachers need more respect and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, then let me do my damn job. Mm. I don't get it. You say that. And then every time, like little Jimmy or Johnny or Susie or whatever you want to call them, rats, so to speak, <laughs> you need to let me do my job. And if people are always trying to come in, tell me how to do my job, what to do with my job, I'm like, it's it's a wonder that everybody is just like yeah you know what maybe maybe this line of work isn't for me so 
Yeah, it's it's definitely running people out, you know, and it's it's terrifying to me that I was in a school system that wasn't perfect, wasn't great by any means. Uh, you know, I'm not applauding it, but there was never a time when a parent would call and the teacher was wrong. Unless it was like the teacher physically assaulted a child or something like that. It was, oh, the kid didn't do the work? All right, I got your back. And the, and the parents and the teachers had kind of a, an agreement. Like, we're going to hold this kid accountable. Now it's, well, my kid's failing because you're not doing enough as a teacher. Uh, you're making it hard for my kid. You're targeting my kid. I mean, you just, just throw out whatever you want now. They're just throwing spaghetti against the wall, and all of it sticks because everybody's afraid of lawsuits. Everybody's afraid of all kinds of other shit. It's just ridiculous. And you as the teacher, you know, what they really want at this point, administrators, a lot, is, is just just pass them all. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what they learn, as long as they pass that damn test. If our scores go up, the test. They oh, they do in Texas, right. man. Graduation rate. That yeah, the graduation rate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is, don't let that graduation rate drop. They don't. I mean, the tests are great and stuff, but those are those easy fixes. Yeah, but and that part pisses not, me off too. Yeah. Why is our graduation rate increasing, but the kids that have to go into uh, developmental courses is also increasing? Somebody figure that one out. We're not going to look at that statistic. We're not going to look at that correlation. They're coming out of high school. A school's going to need need less funding because their grade dropped. So you mm. don't deserve enough funding because yeah. you went from a B to a C school. Oh, you're. That's it's completely asinine. We're attaching these metrics to student performance when their student's performance has nothing to do with school performance. You know, the, the same way they, they tie way, how well a stu- this, the group of students do on a test one day to your performance as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And now we put it the, 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 whole, the whole school to go, well, this school is actually not a really good school because of a day, one day of testing. And yeah. part of me, don't, I am not a defender of the Florida system here. Um, I do like the fact that he did get rid of the uh, standardized testing, the uh, FSAs, the Florida Standard Assessments, and now they're going to um, monitoring throughout the year to show if they're receiving growth. I like the idea of multiple tests and then what you, how they look at the back end, so it does give the teachers a chance, but I'm not a big fan like, of the standardized testing in, at all. Right. Chad, you have a, you have something to say about standard eye testing, right? Once in a while I mention it every on occasion. Uh you know, so in Texas we're we're required at least in my district we're required to do map testing, which is three times a year. And I I I appreciate that because um it's it's more catered to the student. Like for instance, if a student doesn't do well on a question or takes too long, they get a different type of question. It's not just one question fits all. So I appreciate that. And you can actually look at the data uh, and it's not some data on one isolated test. Uh, right. So I think if we were using, and we are, I'm getting training on how to use the map test, how to, how to analyze the data. That's a good thing. You know, and here in Texas, they're trying to make the writing more authentic. Uh, I don't think they're going about it correctly, but they're trying to go in the right direction. So I try to have an open mind. I try not to be too critical about this stuff. 
uh, and think objectively. They are trying to implement some things to make the writing aspect more authentic uh, and, and give different measurements of growth. But at the same time, we've got this curriculum given to us by the district that is 100% aligned to the state test. And if we followed that to a T, our students would only perform at grade level on that test and they wouldn't be prepared for anything beyond that. That's my problem. That's my problem. And then all the things, Mike, you just said, it's, it's our performance is based on that one test. They're even throwing incentives at us. The higher your students perform on this test, the more money we'll give you. That's a lottery system. Yeah, but, but what, is the, what are they forcing? You do that, you are forcing, or there, there, were going, there are going to be people who are going to pad that test. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Just so they get the performance. Or, you know, oh, depending on how well your kids, if you stay employed. It's not that the, that you need to use that uh, material to go, okay, uh, they struggled on these standards. So what are we doing to uh, reintroduce or remediate this type of information? I would have no problem if they would sit there and break that down. But uh, we did the leadership meeting at the end of last year, and it was pretty much... This is where the kids are failing. What was the problem? Right. Mm. It wasn't what can we do to make it better? What do, are we identifying issues with the material? What was being what did you guys do? It was why did they why did they do so poorly on this? All they all they cared about was making sure that number went up. Was that's it? all. Uh, that's sad, man. That's huh? sad. And and that's the problem with having too many people on the outside controlling what's going on, on the inside. Yep. I mean, listen, as a denizen of California, as much as I have some of my issues with here, I have to say I'm very grateful when it comes to the overall state education system because it's not as bad as some of our other compatriots on this podcast. So I just feel that in general. And again, teachers in Nevada, all that stuff, if you want to contribute, please do so. But at least on the West Coast of the United States, like I don't really see any. I mean, while there's some smaller issues, it's not like on the crazy. Like, excuse me, what did this article say? They're doing what? Right. <laughs> but I had a my mother-in-law uh, at the beginning of July. She came in. Sorry, not my mother-in-law. It's actually my mother's wife's mother, I guess. Mother-in-law twice removed or some sh- something like that. I don't know, but it was my brother's wife's mother came with them from Arizona, and he's one of those ultra-right. Uh, Fox News is the only news source. Mm. Individuals mm. and I, she met, she was like, so what are you what are you doing? You know, they wanted my opinion. Or she wanted my opinion on like CRT. I looked at it and I was like, well, what, what is CRT? I asked her, cause I wanted, because before you can sit there and discuss it, you need to know what, what, what are they coming to the plate with, right? They're right. Nice. They don't know. They really they do don't know. know. They do not know. I was like, they're like, oh, all this, this critical, this, I said, are you thinking like it's this giant woke culture that you're, that kids are being introduced to? I said, that's not CRT. And I gave her the no. breakdown of it. I was like, it's looking at the guise of history of going, hey, was this thing, you know, things like redlining, which were like very obvious. 
But right. then you've got other ones that are not as obvious. We're just making sure that one, we when we're looking at this stuff, that we aren't repeating the same part. And then she's just like, oh, but she's one of the first ones because I do, you know, we're, we're you know, we follow, I get to see her posts on Facebook and stuff like that. Oh, can you believe this? It's like, really? You didn't even bother to to look at this material. Yeah. It's the uh, the one that really gets me. And this is not a, just the conservatives do this. And people who say that really are starting to piss me off because conservatives and liberals are guilty of this. They read the article, title, mm-hmm. reshare that shit. And get all sorts of angry. We got their angry emojis and everything, and they're reposting with their little caption. They haven't even read it. You know what's going around now? This one's really setting me off. Um, there is a clip going around of former President Obama speaking at, uh, I believe, Stanford, and he was talking about how to create a disinformation campaign to destroy a society. They took the clip. And they're playing it, and so you got a person just sitting there staring at the camera with the pl- clip playing in the background, and they're posting this, and it's going viral. The beginning, the context of the clip was him saying, the danger we're facing as a society is this, and this is how it works. But all they took was this. Now, the comment section is the really terrifying part, because if you go to all those posts, the comments, 99% of them are saying... This was their plan all along. He did it in plain sight. I, it's unreal to me. Right. No one is bothering to go. It took me two seconds, guys. Two seconds to Google that and find the full clip. But nobody wants to take that time. We want to live in our TikTok realm of it needs to be five to ten seconds and I better be fully entertained. Yeah. And reinforce what I believe in my echo chamber because I'm uncomfortable with anything else. Mm -hmm. And so now the fringe, the fringe groups are the ones controlling the mainstream. And it's that vocal, that's that vocal minority Mm -hmm. is screaming the loudest because it's entertaining. Yeah. One people one day, you know, like Alex Jones, you know, people, you know, you get those those people like Alex Jones that are oh, yeah, oh like piece of well, shit. Yeah. Absolutely, we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> humorous, when I say because that's the only thing that it can be. You know, they put chemicals in the water to make the frogs gay. You cannot help but laugh at that as a joke, but then people follow rabbit hole down because it starts off as entertaining and then they get this little nugget of of a piece of a half truth like that's it that's this is exactly what they're doing this is you know these teachers are indoctrinating the kids because you had one professor out in freaking berkeleystan in california that made a comment about something mm-hmm. that's all teachers Academia is just liberals trying to sit there and indoctrinate your kids into this socialist ideals until we're all freaking, you know, goose-stepping commies. Yeah. And could someone who's screaming against socialism define it for me? I mean, really, tell me what socialism is. Tell me what Marxism is. Add crickets in the post-edit. Yeah. They can't, man. And they can't delineate between socialism and communism. They can't. 
They think they're the same thing. And like it, socialism is this gateway drug of of toppling democracies. And then the, the old or we're not a republic, we're not a democracy, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. None of you motherfuckers know what you're talking about. I do. <laughs> I do. We are not we are not we are not a democracy. No. <laughs> Nope. Am I right, Mike? You're correct. No, we are not a right. democracy. Absolutely not. Senative Republic. Yeah, I had an. I, I wouldn't even say we'd go that far. I, I representative. Representative Mike. It's intended to be a representative republic, but I, you know, like we're talking about, it, they're representing the fringe now because they're the loudest. The alt right is pushing in one direction. The extreme progressive is pushing in one direction. And the people who I think are the majority of Americans who are kind of centrist or at least, you know, slightly left or right are sitting here like, man, everything's falling apart around me. Get your ass to the voting booth. Get yes. out there and do something. For the love of God. Did you vote? Well, no, I don't believe in voting. You do not get to fucking complain. My vote doesn't count because you've bought into it, man. And that's the yes. problem. And so that's one day, that's yes, what exactly want. what they want. They want you to believe that your vote does not believe. So the ones who stay in there, and I talk to my kids every, every year when it comes down, when we get into election season, is I'm like, you guys are the most underrepresented. If I said, you guys want change, you're going to have to go out there and do it. Don't think that you're not that you cannot do this area. And I, and I bring up their demographics. I'm like, you guys, 18 to 25, the most underrepresented democ or, uh, uh, demographic at the polls. They target you, yet you guys don't show. Because you guys what? That whatever you do doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The apathy that you guys have developed, then you were just allowing the same stuff to happen. Over uh, over every year. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing yep. over and over again, expecting a different result. Yep. You know, one day media outlets and you know the news, the news outlets and this and the social media outlets. One day those chickens are going to come home to roost. There, there's going to be a reckoning. There needs to be a reckoning because I don't care if it's Fox News or MSNBC. You're just fueling. The, the drive toward division. You're just fueling the drive towards the apathy of a generation. You're, you're just fueling this. You know, it, it pisses me off that our geriatric, the most geriatric part of our country is still in power. And the people that could affect change, like Mike says, the 18 to 25-year-olds could topple the vote in one yeah. round. Just topple it completely. And they sit at home worried about... Twitch. If we, if you can keep that demographic locked into the Jersey Shore mentality, and I and I picked that. And yes, and I know that's a dated reference, so don't at me on that, everybody. Uh, but if you are more worried about your reality television and clothing brand, if you if you can focus all of your attention on these things that have zero content. Everybody else gets to just run at it. And that's why you see, and I think that's one of the reasons why we see, like you said, uh, Chad, 
the most geriatric individuals still in power. I mean, look at I mean that we're talking left and right. I'm not I'm not picking a mm, side. Absolutely, on absolutely. We've got you've got one side talking about you know the progressive you know the progressives or the more liberal side. They were talking about we don't need old white men, you know, running this country. Did you just vote for? Yeah. How are they still in power? We're you're still putting these same people in power every time, and yeah, even though it's supposed to be representative, that's that's what it is. Yeah, and it's not even the the one who sits in the freaking White House. It's the ones that they everybody wants to blame that guy. It's like, oh, Congress, really? Of somebody of that you know teaches the government. I'm like, you guys know where the real power comes from? It's not the guy in the chair. It's not the courts. Nope. It's Congress. We putting the same people in there for years. I mean, what is the top? Uh, I just read this the other day. Uh, it's like the top thirty percent have been in uh, at least forty to fifty years politics. The top thirty percent of Congress, or something like that. I, I don't quote me. I can't remember where I read it, but it was something ridiculous. Like this upper echelon of Congress have has is is averaging around forty years. Hmm. That's insane. As professional politicians, but they I mean, they look back and go, "Did you believe what all these what 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 the other party is doing? You're in charge up there." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and that's easy to believe. Um, it's really easy to believe because all you have to do is look. Mitch McConnell has been there forever. Oh, Mitchy Mitch McConnell. Oh, you know, and, that's, and that's, that's just the first name that popped into my head. He's not the only one. You know, it's yeah. it's left and right, like Mike said. It's it's people who have been there for decades. I mean, and there's there's something that the entire country could agree upon. We need we need uh, more representation of you know not old rich people in Congress. But what are we going to do? We're going to go vote. And you know how it goes. You go to the voting booth, and how many people know who are the people running for their school board? Who are the people running for county commissioner? Things like that. They're going in there doing a straight ticket, or they're going in there, well, Biden or Trump, or, or whatever the case may be. And then they get all these local laws, bills, things like that, and they're like, uh, I didn't even know that was on the ballot. And they just check whatever they think. Like, they're picking a name, like, well, that name sounds good. Hmm. Right. Right. And and that's that's I'm not saying I'm I'm blameless in this. I've got to do better. But that's the problem. All you have to do is have the most signs out in your community and you win. Yeah. No. It's you a fucking popularity contest. That's all it is anymore nowadays. There is no All right, let's really focus on the issues at hand and what is important to us as a society. There, there's not. Henceforth, why we had fucking Betsy goddamn DeVos. Oh. Look at the debate. All you have to do is look at the debate. I sat there and I could count less than one time on each hand. Less, I didn't even have to use hands when they said, this is my platform. Like, <laughs> this other person isn't doing. It's not what I'm going to do. It's what this person isn't or hasn't or won't do. Right. Tell me what you're going to do, not what this person's not. But that's what we get. We get this fear-mongering. Yeah. If this person more, I'm not a bad choice. This person's the devil. 
I'm safer. Mm-hmm. Of, it is it is childish mudslinging at its finest. Is all it is nowadays. Now, our current Secretary of Education. Oh, there it is. Our current Secretary of Education for the federal government. I I kind of liked him a little bit until he sent out a tweet saying that teachers are overworked and underpaid and they deserve a raise. No shit. You can do that. You, you that's your job. That's bro. That's why you're there. You had one job, sir. <laughs> like you have some great things that you want to implement. Like I'm liking what we're doing here. I'm liking what we're doing here. Hey, you guys deserve a raise. I wonder how we can make that happen, bro. It's like just, just do it. Yeah, off to my steakhouse. Uh, it's like Nike. Just do it. I almost threw like no joke. I was going through my Twitter account last night, and I follow him because why the fuck not? I like stupid shit, and I saw that tweet. And then I saw the person who made the TikTok about the tweet and all the responses from teachers. And I kind of stopped and went, where's Jeff Foxworthy when you need him to go? Here's your sign. Or Bill Ingvall. Here's your sign. Yeah, it's a good thing I'm I'm not a millennial. I'd have spit out my avocado toast. Listen, I'm allergic to avocados, so we don't even talk about that one. <laughs> Says the only millennial in the chat. Um, I'm recover. I'm okay it's with it. Listen, listen, like I, I, I put that on. I was just like, I'm not the one who picked the name, but you know what? We're just gonna roll with it. That's it's, the yeah, other thing on a mini tangent. Someone looks like, at me and goes, "Mr. Collie, you're a millennial." I said, no, I'm at that hybrid point between no, no, do not <laughs> lump me in with new, new, new. You're the you're the zennial. No, oh god. By the way, what year were you born? What year were you born? 84. 84? No, you're a zennial, my friend. No, hell no, I am not. <laughs> you are. I have deal no, with it. I have no deal with it. We do not claim 1984. So ever. George Orwell is a great author. You take that back. Zennial, <laughs> dude. I think you have you're, to be, was it 80? If it's 80. 80 is the last year. 80, 80, 80, 82 was the last year. 82. Get yourself under the rope. Uh-uh. Yeah, oh, no. it's a shit. I no. am the rope. I hold the rope, and I go, nope. Mm-mm. Nope. And where do you fall? <laughs> Sorry. I, I am the dude, last I, vestige of it. I am 80. I'm, I'm the last vestige. I'm X all day. I If you look at how I deal with life and all that, I'm X all fucking day. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. As a, as a Gen X. You can't just... That, that's such a millennial move to just identify as a Gen X. <laughs> Here's the thing. So by, so by definition... If Mike can have a person with 61 goddamn identifications, <laughs> I can do it. You and can't yes. be an Asian chocolate taco just because you feel like it. Rar, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's so I hate to, so I hate to, right so I hate to burst your bubble, Brett, but according to uh, what no. I just pulled up. <laughs> Shut up, millennial. No. Me and you are lumped in together, my friend. <laughs> You I love you. Zenial, I love zenial. you. Look, I'm giving you credit, okay? I didn't say you're a millennial. I said you're a zennial. You're at that. You're at that line. You're at that line. It's a blur. All just right. Just a hair bit, but you can't call yourself Gen X. 
Bullshit. No. Watch. I will. <laughs> so I may have been left at home alone, but I was a latchkey. Well, I grew, grew up in the country. We were all latchkey kids. We played. Listen, I played outside till the lights came on. Same. I rode my bikes everywhere. Phone numbers were not memorized. You had that shit written down. And is Zinniel trying to prove his place in the world? <laughs> I will fly to Texas and kick you in your kneecap. I swear to God. Not the kneecaps. That's oh no no no. Torn meniscus on both. <laughs> I'll do that. But why is Zinniel so bad? It's not like he's calling you a millennial. You're just yeah. a millennial. You just happen to be born later, but you still adhere to the Gen X. You got the Gen X traits. Because okay, that's the thing. I have no millennial traits, therefore I should have no millennial in my name. Mm. Your date? I don't give a sure. shit about the date. That's what it's saying. You're still a millennial. No. no, not a millennial. That's that's like my brother trying to tell me I'm a pure Democrat, even though I sit on the fence just because I didn't like Donald Trump. Are you gonna? Are you gonna run for office? Because yes, you got, this, you got this whole deny facts thing down. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I do nothing but talk that. God damn it, Chad. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you such you. I can't believe you lump me in, with weave, baby. Bob and weave. Bob and weave. <laughs> Listen, I I I may not be fast, but I will wear your ass down. I will put you. I will fucking Andre the Giant body slam you like I am Hulk Hogan. All right, I swear to God. Speaking um, of how we educators deal yes, with sensitive people in the classroom, Bride, Andre the Giant did not last so well. No, he did not. Um, God, that was a good little tangent, though. I like that. That was fun. You, you got to break it up once in a while. <laughs> so speaking of overly sensitive people. Um, <laughs> motherfucker. That's a loaded question. <laughs> That's it. I'm texting your wife. I don't have her oh. number. I'm going to just figure out how. A true, <laughs> no. Xer, a true Gen Xer would have been like sticks and stones, motherfucker. You can call me what you exactly want. Exactly right. Yeah. Fuck I it. Can't believe. But as an educator, how the dare, Stop how right dare you? You're so pissed off right now. Look at you. You put DeSantis in my name, and as an educator, I didn't do that. he did. He did. How dare you? I would never. I would never. <laughs> I would not put that evil in any of you. Any of you. Rick, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky? Bobby. Don't you put that. I can't believe, like, I was great with the ribbing and then fucking asshole down here. Dude, you that's that's, that's, that's straight up. That's book right. of flight Which stuff right there. The best at making the new campaign poster, DeSantis Collie. Going to Canva right now. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. Chad, just screenshot this. <laughs> there you go. We have your millennial vote. I swear to God. I, I will come after all of you if I see this on any fucking social media. I will end all of you, including you, Barbacoa Chest. Uh, <laughs> get into it. What are you talking about? <laughs> just a pure millennial over here going, I ain't saying shit. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable when grown-ups fight. Oh no! Here's the thing. I'm not stu- I'm not dumb enough to post it I out for the rest of the world to see. What I will do is make a poster and send it one personally to Brett for him to hang up somewhere. <laughs> you I, son of a bitch! I I, I, I want to. I want your wife to film you opening that. I I need it. I need that in my life. 
Oh shit! I'm gonna drop down on my tombstone. It's gonna say complete. (laughs) On packaging, opening up, looking down, and next sign is a is a bonfire outside. This is fine. What were we talking about? Drugs. Um, Uh Oh yes, (laughs) Drugs are bad, kids. Drugs are horrible. Uh Stupid people in politics trying to teach us, tell us how to, you know, teach and do our jobs. Yeah. And you see what happens to us. Fucking DeSantis. I swear to God. <laughs> We're still on this. <laughs> I'm just so hurt by the fact that he would say that. He got Put a sweatshirt. In it. You'll be dog. fine, kid. I where's, promise. Where's the combined name. So it's, it's like, raw, you know, Red and Ron. I mean, we got to figure... Bron DeCauley. No, I'm that. writing this down for the Christmas present later. <laughs> <laughs> you should change that. New TikTok handle, folks. Bron right on the Unprofessional Fantasy Development Podcast. 2024. That's going to be his new playlist. <laughs> Secretary, <sighs> Secretary of Education. Ad. My heart he hurts. Listens- he listens to five seconds of this episode going, that bearded asshole is an asshole. I would never have. Which one? There's three of us. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> can we Can we, Can we? we start counting Mike in with a... <laughs> well, hold on. I, Mike, I, did, I, I think I, I, this laughter has been good to make the chest hair grow, and it might be meeting the chin by now. I'm telling you, the serotonin does wonders, man. <laughs> trying to look. I mean, I can't tell if it's just the camera because it's the lack of lighting. Is he, tr- is he, is he got like the five o'clock shadow going on? I think so. I, I mean, I haven't really. shaved in a couple of days, but a couple of days, a couple of days, man. I'd be looking like this. Like, like. <laughs> Listen, not all of us, not all of us. Yeah. Listen, yeah. testosterone hit me everywhere else except the voice department. So it also skipped me in the facial hair department. So oh, just roll man. with it. Don't talk about yourself like that. You're like this big fucking bear, man. I know, right? Listen, I get that a lot. So. Hey, you got these I'll claws and you don't know what to do with them. You're like, I don't know. I'll I got the money. I don't night. know what we'll to do. Leave it at that. <laughs> when in doubt, I'll keep you warm at night. Fair. <laughs>